Oh shit. Oh. Looks like cars laying down another bomb track. And I'm the locomotive about to steamroll right across. Or you could say, he put down a bomb track. And I've got the detonator. Uh, you know, I know we live in a politically correct climate, but it's time to break down those walls of oppression that keeps you from the free speech. You can say that this, uh, you can say that that this track is like an American monument, and I'm Al Qaeda, ready to blow it up. Because Stone Cold don't give a fuck. This is about some oil or water. Two athletes of this caliber could have been the greatest match ever. Should have been five star performance. It would have been by that piece of shit Meltzer. They should have went together like cheese and crackers instead of they went together like oil and water. Two athletes of this caliber could have been the greatest match ever. It should have been match of the year. It would have been my star in the Tokyo Dome. Even I'd agree with Meltzer if he said this oil was of this caliber. It could have been greatest match of all time. It should have been match of the year. It would have been my star in the Tokyo Dome. Oh. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. All right, then. And cuz. We're coming for you! Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards. Sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, oil and water. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or just do the easy thing. Download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. Oil and water? What What are we talking about? What's going on, guys? I have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, shit. You, um, uh, have a good so day, everyone. We were, thinking, we were talking about this, and I know oil and water sounds weird, but I was, I'm actually part of a couple groups on Facebook, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honestly admit that I stole this idea from Facebook. So someone put a post <laughs> well, on there. Well, give them a plug. What, what is it? What? Who's talking about it? Give, get, what, what, what I, don't, I don't even remember it. it. So many, I, I truly don't remember. Um, but they put a post well, on there. Someone just put a post on there. Just said, hey, can you name a match or two wrestlers that were put together that on paper you're like, oh, my God, this is going to steal the show. This is going to be the greatest match ever. And then they wrestled, and it just didn't It didn't click. It didn't work out. And people were putting a bunch of you know their suggestions or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, like that's a really good topic. And then that's when I texted you guys and said, you know, this is what I did on Facebook. And this is what I posted. And I think we should call it oil and water. So basically, it's it's that what I just said, like two wrestlers that you're like, oh, my God, so-and-so is going to face so-and-so at the next pay-per-view. That's a classic. It's got to be a classic. And then you watch it and you're like, I'm kind of underwhelmed. I don't know if it's going to I don't know why that didn't work out that well. It wasn't awful. Oh, my God. It was just like. Not nearly as good as it should have been, considering the two people involved or the tag teams involved. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and one that we're not going to talk about today, I hate to bring it up because you guys will just be dicks about it. But um, speaking of dicks, I know it's coming, you know, but H- Hogan Flair was supposed to be the dream match. And it, I think Vince realized that it wasn't and he never did it. He did it on the house. He was like, oh, this this is terrible. So it never went anywhere until it got to WCW. And you realize there was a reason why they should have never touched. Right. That the the whole animosity leading up to it was bigger than the match itself. And you could have never overcome it. And on top of that, they just weren't very good together. And Dave, so when did we talk about kind this? of an example? When did we what? talk about th- what episode did we talk about this? Oh. <sighs> 
Well, we talked about it in Hogan versus Flair in the archives, right? There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, ab- absolutely. So, I'm sorry. I was expecting way more of, of dickish responses. So no, 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 no. For once, he was actually really yeah. professional and calm, and I was actually kind of shocked on that, too. I was like, wow. Cause, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still baffled by it. It kind of took me by surprise. I, I apologize in advance, everybody. Oh, no worries. Yeah. He left me speechless, which is kind of well. Hard Dave, to you're do. a piece of shit. So now on, Cuz is going to be the host, ladies and gentlemen. It's Cuz's OWC podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Give it a shot, buddy. Absolutely. All right. So let's just jump right in. Unless you guys have any more to add, Cuz you want to add? No, don't ask him anything. Water. See, that's your mistake, right? Oh God, Dave. Like <laughs> you opened the no. Whoa, I'll, I'll, you got I'll, really I'll you, guys you got really comfortable with Cuz right away, and you just fucking right away. I know. I just I, I want to let I want to let him in. I feel like I'm leaving him out, and the minute I let it's him like in, you've only owned a, a Ferrari for like pillow. Yeah, you've only owned I'm a Ferrari a for like two hours, and the, you drive to Cuz's house. And you're like, you want to drive it? No, you don't ever fucking do that. You just I, I'm a I'm a glutton yeah. for punishment. Jess. Yes, I, I think that's brother, all right. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, brother, brother, brother. Anyway. So, first match we're going to talk about in the oil and water segment is, gosh, this, this should have been way better than, than than what we think. But we're talking about Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels for the IC title at SummerSlam of 1993. Jess, this looked like a classic on paper. Um, fantastic prep for it with the backstage brought WrestleMania 9. Uh, perfect, you know, causes Michaels to lose the IC title to Marty Jannetty on Raw. This is fantastic stuff. I mean... Um, you know, it it becomes something much bigger in hindsight of where it, where it came into, and uh, we didn't realize at the time. But the match itself should have stood on its own. It obviously didn't do that. Why do you think that is? I think there are just some <laughs> oil and water. Um, I think there are just some. It it even though you can't come up with an explanation as to why something didn't work out, sometimes things just don't work out. It's like. I always, you know, talk to people like when a, a big football game happens and you have two teams and it's like normally each offense scores like, you know, over 20 points a game. But that particular game, they are scoring, you know, like 10 to 13, you know, or whatever. And people are like, oh, it's defense. I'm like, uh, maybe. But neither one of their defenses was really like standing up before then. It's more of a chess game. It's more of a did they dance together right? Every sport, even real sports that are not predetermined. You have to you have to engage correctly. It's it's a, a matchup is it's like if it's bad, it's like oil and water. If it works, it's like it flows together and it's like a chess game. And if the pieces aren't put together right and the moves aren't done in the right order, it's a mess. It's a huge mess. And that's kind of like the what I equated this topic to. And this match is a, is unfortunately a perfect example because look at the fucking names. Mr. Perfect Kurt Hang and Sean fucking Michaels. Two of the most highly regarded wrestlers in the world ever in the United States. And Shawn Michaels being regarded as one of the greatest that ever laced up their boots. And like, it's just, I remember as a fan when I first saw this match, uh, you know, you had the, the in WrestleMania 9, uh, you know, they, uh, Mr. Perfect fought Lex Luger and Shawn Michaels fought Tatanka. And afterwards, after those matches were done, they had a backstage brawl between the two. So we're like, oh my God, like they're setting up for a feud with Henning and Michaels for the IC belt. Fuck yeah. It's safe to say, Bobby Heenan, that the victor of this matchup is going to be the one who does not make the mistakes. Well, that's it. Neither of them are really are going to go out there and make a lot of mistakes. It's that one mistake that's going to cost them. Fantastic. And then, but that was in April, and then SummerSlam didn't happen until August. So in between time, 
Mm-hmm. Marty Jannetty made a surprise comeback, and he beat Shawn Michaels for the IC belt because Henning walked down to the ring and distracted Michaels, and that's why it happened. But then Michaels won it back really quick, and all that. So that we're all heading. Then they announced for SummerSlam Michaels against Henning for the IC belt. We're like, holy shit, this is gonna be fucking awesome! All, all of us, Dave, Craig, Nathan, every, great, great build. Yeah, we're like, fuck, dude, yeah. this match is gonna fucking. Oh god, you talk about you know, it, it'll still the show. Yeah, you right? talk it'll about still Brett the show. Versus, WrestleMania three all yeah, over. Yeah, you again, talk right? about Bulldog versus Brett. You talk about Brett versus Henning. This match is gonna fucking. Here we go. And I remember watching it being so underwhelmed and being like, what the fuck? And then it just ends with a count out because Diesel tripped Kurt Henning or pulled Kurt Henning outside of the ring or something like that. I don't remember what he did to him. Um, and so Henning, but not even that, well, the was... ending, it wasn't just the ending. It was the match itself never clicked. I watched them wrestle and I was like, all right, they're in first gear. All right. They're in first gear. Oh, they're still in first gear. Never. Okay, they're still in first gear. And count out. What the fuck? Like that ma- and then they never did rematches. They never did anything like that. They just kind of didn't do the feud after that. And it was just Well, of- obviously, obviously someone saw the match and said, "Yeah, we're not doing that possibly, shit." Possibly, possibly, very possibly. You know, I mean, I, I I would think that sometimes, like you said, they just don't mesh. And if someone saw that match later on and go, we, it's because we look back and we work. see those names and we're just like, who would tell them that they have a bad match? You got to figure back here. Obviously, even back in '93, they were both regarded as great. Well, workers. I'm sure somebody did. Well, no, no, you're right. <laughs> you're sure. totally right. But back here, like, I'm sure VKM were, had no you know, problem. We look at it in 2019. We say those names, and we're just like, who would tell mm-hmm. them that they're having a bad match? But you have to figure this is back in '93. And on top of that, even both in '93, both were pretty high regarded. Even though Michaels wasn't Michaels yet, he was still regarded as like one of the best workers in the uh, industry. He was. He was still. Up and there. so was Kurt. Yeah. And so was Kurt. So it's like, but back then, it's yeah. like, yeah, they were running a business. So they were coming up to them as fucking employees going, eh, not cutting it. So Dave, you're right. I mean, it was y'all just shit like, the yeah. bet on that one. We're, we're going to shut yeah. this down right yeah. now. God, I, I'm sure they had more stuff coming, but they, that when that match happened, I think it was like, Ooh, that doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't. Work. And I have a theory on that. Cause I want to bring you in on this and I, I don't know if it's the that right phrase. I don't know why that phrase makes me kind of chill, but go ahead. Yeah. It makes you like, cringe a little bit. Let me, bring you let me throw something at you, right? Weird. Well, we've we've talked in several episodes in our archives about the two best bumpers, sometimes even over-theatrical, and the first ones that come up are Michaels and Perfect. Nobody bumped better. They bumped so well that they both practically broke their backs in the process. Like they they would sell. And and there's something to be said about Michaels, say, versus I don't know, the Undertaker twice, where Undertaker isn't a bumper. He's a big man. And Michaels goes in there with Undertaker and tears the house down where that match looks on paper when you look at that, like, how the fuck is that gonna work? And it becomes one of the greatest matches of all time, right? Because they are polar opposites of each other. In this case, you have the same wrestler wrestling this. It's almost a mirror image on the on the tactical style. Because I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think that's part of the problem? What's your take on this whole thing? I believe it. I mean, we. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. The next match, I think, is a perfect example. Not as far as bumpers go, but because of what you expected from their past of their similarities between each other in this other promotion that they were in. Everyone expected on paper, wow, this is going to be amazing. But yeah, when you get two bumpers, I mean. Undertaker and Michaels worked because it was those contrasting styles. It was a bumper right. versus the big man. What better fucking person to put up against a big man than a great bumper? But when you got two bumpers, they might be going out there trying to outdo each other. And they might be going out there trying to outbump each other. 
Um, I, I or, literally or they realize they can't bump, right? They can't do that because they're both, say, smaller guys and everything that makes <laughs> yeah. them great. It's like, what they are they going to do, just run into each other and just bump off each other the whole, t- the whole time? Yeah, and they're not that but, big to be able Two big men can do that, but two little guys but, bump you know, off each other isn't, isn't entertaining. At that time, right? they were probably focused, too, more on – I mean, I mean, not to say like that, that it affected Michaels and, and uh, Perfect, but – they were more focused on let we got to build the next big stars, pal, and uh, you know we need the Lex Express and Hogan's not here to work, oh, pal. Jesus. So who cares about those guys? And well, you know it's know. funny. Like, it, it, I know we we always talk, end up talking about it, but you talked about we, I talked about Taker versus Sean. The closest thing to that was on I can't remember which main event it was. Jess, you can you can dial it in for me. But Perfect actually wrestled Hogan on a main event, Brother. right? Like Saturday, Saturday night's main event. And that was the only time I ever saw Hogan just totally dominate a match uh, for the most part for more than, you know, because Hogan will always get his ass whipped for 20 minutes and come back in the last three and, you know, Hulk up and, and take care of business. He was throwing perfect around like it like he was a rag doll. And it, the crowd was going nuts. Well, and it, I think that's why right? they, they, they that's were, but was. I think that's why Hulk and perfect didn't wrestle at WrestleMania six. Because agreed, because like because I, he tore his I when you see them in the ring, you're just like this is this is it, this is what it's going to be, and we can't. There's no mm-hmm. layers to this. We can't book layer, you know, layers upon layers on top of this and make it mean something. And if it's going to main event a pay per view or <clears> WrestleMania <throat> of all things, like it, it's not going to work. And I think I think you both both you guys nailed it. Like yeah, it's two bumpers in there, and and you look at their names individually, and you're like two of the greatest ever. And even back then, they were regard- regarded as two of the best workers ever, you know, or in the business in the business currently. And and you're just like, yeah, this should be in- on paper. And then like you watch them, and you're just like, God, like it-, it was. It was like styles just clashing, even though they were identical styles. They were clashing because they were identical because they just couldn't. Nobody nobody was going to do the offense that needed to make the bumping pay off. It just didn't work out that yeah. way. It just sort of. Yeah, just but both guys were like, I I do a bunch of bumps. Me too. I do too. Well, who's gonna fucking bump us? Uh, we bump are. Who's not? What do you mean we are? Uh, both of I don't know. Like just the I, and yeah, it's just kind of it was odd. So when you look at it, you know, and it makes me appreciate Brett more because now you see the difference oh, yeah. between that style, the Rick Rude, Kurt Henning, Shawn Michaels style of bumping. And their offense was suspect, and I don't mean to bit that to be rude, but Brett was kind of mat technician and offense and defense both. He he balanced both out. That's why he worked so well with Henning. Well, that's why, and that's he why worked Brett so well with Davy Boy. Yeah. So you got you got Davy Boy difference. and Henning. You got Davy Boy and Henning who are two different talents, and Brett worked well with both of them. And Brett also worked well with Michaels, and so it kind of. I think that the, well, the difference is Brett knows when he has to be the person being bumped and when mm-hmm. to bump somebody. He he'll look at it and go, oh, I'm wrestling Michaels. I'm I have to be the heavy here. Yeah, it's pretty. So Brett is better than because Michaels 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 is great, but he's not going to change his style for anybody, right. including Brett. So Brett has to change his style, and that's why Brett is one of the greatest. If, I don't want to say. And Dave greatest, has said that Brett ever. is better than Sean. Now we can move on. Thank you, thank you, Dave. Dude, thank I, you, I, that's I, thank I you Dave. Don't there. think about it. it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. I don't have an argument. Thank I don't have an you, argument Dave. for that. Thank you. Especially in hindsight, oh, looking right, at, back on it 20 years later. We, <laughs> hey, we wanted to shit on that guy, you know, and <clears throat> for years because of what happened and the way he talked and reacted. But goddamn, Brett's right 98% of the fucking time. And he's he's right more than Vince is. Correct. So, fuck. You, moving on. This next match, though. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about it. Well, not yes. even match. We're talking about matches. We, yeah. we fucking went into a threefold, didn't we, on this? 
and nothing lived up to the hype of what we thought it was going to be. <clears throat> We're talking about what we thought would be a dream match when they both met up in WWE. It's just... Well, you know, they never clicked. We're, we're talking about AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, who we all have the utmost respect for. I, they're phenomenal. <laughs> Not for, you know, sorry. That's a little bit of a pun there. But pun. AJ is the phenomenal one. But th- these guys are phenomenal. I love Shinsuke. I, I love his style. I love I love his heel work. I lo- I actually love what he's doing right now. I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, well, it's not very good. No, it's it's the best part of Shinsuke right now. People don't want to give credit because they're pissed at the product, but Shinsuke is doing very well right now. Um, having, a, having a mouthpiece is the best thing they've done for him in a while. You know. But I digress because what we thought was going to happen, oh, we're going to see these excellent... Round of matches with AJ Styles and Shinsuke but let me Nakamura. be clear though. Let me be clear. Sure, WWF yeah. handicaps people anyway, so I, I, oh, I sure. understand that. I understand that. But you got you saw Shinsuke in NXT, and there was magic there. I was like, dude, Shinsuke's like fucking wow. Like, I don't know what that means. You know, today's wrestling landscape is so different, so we can't say we are going to see the next Hogan or Austin or Rock or whatever because it's so different, right? So like, I'm thinking like we're going to see the next. What represents today's fans' taste? Let's say it that. Let's say it's safe like that. So I thought yeah. for sure that Shinsuke was going to be the guy. They're going to get a foreign guy over. He's fucking Triple H is laying out the 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 blueprint in NXT. Vince can't fuck this up. Well, he did. He fucking like filters Shinsuke hmm. even more on the main roster. But at WrestleMania. But at WrestleMania. They do let the guys kind of, you know, fucking go nuts because it's WrestleMania. So you do spots you never normally do. So this is the fucking place. WrestleMania mm-hmm. is when these two guys, yeah, no. their handcuffs are going to be off. And here we fucking go for the WWE Championship, WrestleMania 34. And Cousin and I were there live. And, yes, that's what I, uh, and I remember it, was, and it wasn't even that late in the evening. It was it was late in the evening because the fucking WrestleManias now they go twelve hours to, to twenty four hours. Uh, that's how fucking long they are. Yeah, yeah um, basically. So it was Amazing long, but this wasn't though. the main event, or even it was a couple matches before, right? Because because Brock was the main event. But I mean, like it was it wasn't the main event. So the crowd was getting tired. No, I'm not yeah. gonna lie, they were getting tired after the Ronda Rousey Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie match. They got really fatigued, but um, but they were still there for it. Everybody I remember around me was buzzing. Here we go. We're, yes. We saw a great entertainment match in Same Ronda here. and Angle against Stephanie and Trip. But we're gonna Close get great. we're gonna get the dream. Here's how WrestleMania pays off. Here's you 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 pay tribute to every type of fan in WrestleMania, right? The entertainment crowd. Here's your the mainstream Steve crowd. Here you know, comes. the Undertaker is gonna come back tonight for a second. So the people that are old schools are gonna oh under, I saw Undertaker. It was great. You know, uh, the Rock will come back. He didn't come back that night, but I mean, I'm, in general, he'll come back and do something. Austin will come back and do something to appease the old school crowd. And there we go. Every fucking but here's so I'm here's like this payoff. match AJ and 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 Shinsuke this is going to appease the New Japan guys the people who say that WWE can't put on a good wrestling match the people who are just into just wrestling today's wrestling today's style here we go 
and first gear 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 and AJ pins him. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, alive, I was like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Like, how did that happen? And yep. then at the very end, they have Shinsuke awkwardly turn heel by low-blowing AJ. Yeah. And I'm like, the way that Jericho did <laughs> but, at the end of Michaels and, and uh, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 19. But yet, that was that made sense when they did that. Here, it's like, I don't... Sure. Michaels was already heel, by the way. Or, uh, sorry, Jericho was already heel in WrestleMania 19, by the way. Here, it was face versus face. So, you can kind of... As the match was going on, you could blame the lack of crowd response to both both, both guys are liked. But, but their wrestling should tear the house down, right? They're going to take the handcuffs off. Here we go. And, again, like I said, first gear, first gear, first gear. Nothing happens. Shinsuke awkwardly turns heel by low-blowing him after he gets pinned clean. Shinsuke Nakamura! No! And then he gets mad and low blows AJ. And I'm like, but AJ just beat you clean in an uneventful match. So we're done. We're dead here. And like Dave said, yeah, they had a rematch, no... uh, the next pay-per-view, and they had a third match. And both those matches were a little better than the Mania matches, but yeah, not much. But not much, yeah, though. Right about. Don't, don't, don't give know, credit to Double No, you're right. You're bro. totally right. Don't, don't even fucking you're right. Right. that. You can't say it was you're right. better. You're right. You're right. It's you're just right. barely. You're gonna you're gonna give me a double dick kick and you're gonna finish you're that right. way. Uh, that's what you're gonna give me. No, right. no, that 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 comes over ego because one person wants to win, the next one needs to be a draw, and then someone has to go over to balance it out. The fact of the matter is, in this whole situation, you wanted somebody to fucking go over, and it never happened. I don't care who won and who lost. Nobody ever really got over. Well, this is what this is my problem though. With with, and and I got to calm down because I'm going to talk about today's product. It's 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 such a fucking product of what today's product is, which is shit, right? Well, not even that. Like, okay, it kind of is. The the match needed to be good, and it wasn't. Okay, okay. I I can I can somehow in front of fucking seventy plus thousand people, me being there live, going to New Orleans, doing the whole thing. Like, okay, I was disappointed by the match, but if the ending pays off. We can make this work. Shinsuke had come in hot off NXT. He was undefeated. I believe he was undefeated. And so he won the Royal Rumble and everything like that. And Shinsuke should have clearly gone over. If in the middle of the match, Shinsuke kept trying to beat AJ and AJ just kept being defiant and kicking out, then I can understand Shinsuke getting pissed, distracting the ref, low blow, turning heel, and then beating AJ. There you go. That's perfect. Now you've got story. Even if the match didn't pay off, okay, like Dave just said, perfectly worded. Now you got a story. Now I'm going to follow you for the next couple months and see what's up. And Shinsuke's champion, and he still, you know what I mean? He still has value. Instead, AJ beats him clean in an uneventful match. And then afterwards, the loser low blows him and becomes more of a loser. And that's the WWF (laughs) definition of a heel. And like, I just... This match, and, and forget the ending. I know I'm really just hyping on creative right now. This match didn't deliver on the technical standpoint. If it was a tear no, down the house no, match right. and they fucked the ending up, eh, okay. 
it still might matter, but the match fucking delivered, so I'm excited with it. I remember being in the arena going like, I am so disappointed. I was so looking forward to this match, and they shit on it. Like, they shit on it so bad. It sucked really bad. Well, that, that, that's that's the question, right? Because let, let me bring you in again, um, you know, despite my better judgment, and You're say, hey, do you think... Do you think that if they let the handcuffs off because this would have been a great match? Or do you, do you think this is just an issue with style and no. uh, maybe they're too similar or they can't work together? I think this is more uh, uh, them fucking not letting them go all out. And honestly, because of how uneventful it was or uneventful it was, uh, the the low blow at the end made me go, oh, you know, because I was so underwhelmed. Yeah, the crowd. The I remember itself. the crowd like, actually yeah, reacted. Like, yeah, the crowd. The crowd was so, you could tell, you could hear they were disappointed the yeah, whole match. they were deflated. And at the end, when he did low blow him, they did react and they did pop. But it was like, after mm. they pop, again, like Cuz said, you know, you're in front of 70,000 people, so you're all caught up in the emotion here at WrestleMania. And, like, the match was so underwhelming, they were going to, they wanted to pop for anything. You know, so, like, it was just, yep. it was all bad. And, like, yeah, it, it sucked. Like, But... Because they had that pop, they're like, ah, oh, right, got it. right, yeah, and that's God, why they right. continue to dick. Which is which is the flaw in WWE creative, which is why they're fucking dumb. Because they they have their head up their own ass and they fart, and they're like, huh? Did you hear that? It's like, no, you farted on your own head because your head's up your ass. Did you hear that yeah. pop? No, no, yeah, you farted on your own head. You stupid. Did shit. you hear yeah. that pop, bro? Yeah. Uh yeah, and then you know it's you know like I said, Nakamura just turning here awkwardly, and all the matches. I don't even want I like Jess's notes here saying they're barely better. I don't know if they're better because. Like you said, it's it's funny because well, what's you, better you, than that? Okay, Wait, I mean, I have, th- that match was on a scale of one to ten, of five or four. What's better, best, right? You know? And and you would think, okay, now we have a clear heel and a clear face, but then they do a double dick kick the next time around. You're like, okay, so who's the heel? It's just it just sets around confusion, which really, when people are confused, they get frustrated, then they get yeah. pissed. Trust me, in any line of work, <laughs> where you have a customer, where a customer is confused, it always leads to anger. And that's what you did. All you did was confuse your fans and go, well, what the fuck? Who's the heel? What what happened? And then and then you just go, yeah. you know, you just you lose your shit because it was supposed to be so much more. It would be I mean, imagine I, I hate going back to it because the original stilling of the show was WrestleMania three macho steamboat. Right. We all talk about that. Imagine if macho and steamboat just did double dick kicks and got counted out at WrestleMania three. Well, could you fucking imagine? We can only like, imagine that now. Imagine? I see what you're trying to get at, but like we can only imagine that now. Imagine that now because they defined stealing the show for a WWF match. But we all, but we all thought. But at that the time, if they did, if they did, honestly, we wouldn't have batted an eye, and the whole focus would have been on Hulk and Andre, which is what it was to begin with, and it would just ended like that. However, Savage and Macho, because. They, they learned how to break the mold and like steal the show. They define the IC belt, which, as we know, became way more important. But I understand. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not shitting on your analogy. Yeah. But like, no, no, I'm with you. I'm but, with you. But you're right. People, because we people wouldn't have showed up otherwise. to watch Hulk yeah. and Andre. Ninety three thousand. The people bought the pay per view to watch Hulk and Andre. Steamboat and Savage was a nice surprise. But if they did end with a double get, dick kick, we wouldn't have it. It would have been a disappointment to people who were watching that match, knowing what Steamboat and Savage could do. But I mean, we all were there for a different reason. Yeah, so I guess I'd say imagine if there was a rematch between Steamboat and Savage, and then there was a double right, dick kick. Right, maybe there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Example, I know you're right. Saying. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we got one more. Like I said, this is going to be a short and sweet episode, ladies and germs. God, this is this sounds so amazing. I love these guys. I love them both. Maybe it's a double heel issue. 
Um, you know, the, wow, there's so much. No flares the face. That's part of it. Flares the face. I, I get it. But I get you're it. You're right. Not, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, I know Flair's the face at this point, but okay, we got Ric Flair. Who's the champion at the time versus Rick Rude for the WCW International title at Fall Brawl 1993. We know this match was originally supposed to be for the NWA championship, but this is the falling out of NWA at that time. For the second time. Um, <laughs> for the right? second, for time second time in two years. <laughs> like it happened. Yeah. So they tried, they tried to bring it yeah. back around, but the, the NWA is so prestigious, yet throws so many fucking monkey wrenches in history of wrestling, right? Um, and now they're doing NBA, I'm sorry, NWA Power, which is fantastic, but also so weird and different. Um, you know, it's just so many, that, that, whole, that whole title reign is just incredible. But they had to, you know, name it as the big gold belt, and they eventually being, you know, it's called the WCW International title, right? Um there's a lot of trouble here because if Rick's the face, you know, and, and rude, I'm sorry, Rick Flair's the face and rude is the heel. Um, I honestly, I look at Rick rude, especially at this time, he's a monster. I mean, he was, he was definitely, you know, ripped in WWE and things like that. But I think rude at this time is he, he, I, he would destroy anyone. Rick, Rick rude's a legit. I badass. say, you know, honestly, I think uh-huh. Rick rude's WCW career was better than his WWF career. Uh, um, yeah, because they they treated Absolutely. Rick Rude when he first came to WCW. They actually let him wrestle and be a good wrestler, and I think that Rick Rude showed that he was that talented. I think the main problem <laughs> here was kind of similar to what you guys said in the first match with Henning and Sean, was that both guys were comfortable being bumping heels. Rick Rude was like Henning; he he did crazy bumps when he would face Sting. Those matches worked because Sting would backdrop him. He would well, backdrop Sting. Sting's well, big he would, to but do he, that, Sting by the way. would backdrop Rude so high, Rude would over rotate and knee himself in the face when he would land it from the backdrop. I mean, and bust his own nose. It was nuts. Like Sting was so him and Rude were so in tune with each other, and they fucking wrestled so well together that like Sting knew I'm the face, and, and Rude knew I'm the heel, and I'm gonna bump like crazy. And so, and you're right, Sting is big enough, but Flair kind of was too in the sense, but Flair wasn't that flashy face, you know that did the flashy face offense. And so I think, again, on paper, you're like Ric Flair versus Rick Rude. Even in 93, both guys were like pretty much, I mean, Flair was a legend, no problem. But even Rude was getting to that point where like, yeah, that's fucking Rick Rude. Like, are you kidding me right now? And so when I wa- I remember, again, being super excited, same year as Sean and, and Henning, by the way. And I was just like, here we yeah. fucking go. And I remember watching the match. First gear, first gear, first gear, first gear, first gear. Uh, and Rude kind of awkwardly pinned him and won a title that didn't mean anything. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, this sucks. The match was 30 minutes and it was just nothing. It was just really both guys kind of doing their signature spots. Not really. Both guys trying to wear the other one down with wear it on holds. And it was like this fucking clusterfuck of a 30 minute match between two guys that had no business having a clusterfuck match a new champion Rude has did it Rude has defeated Nature Boy Ric Flair for the world heavyweight title let's get these gentlemen the winner and new world heavyweight champion Ravishing well you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't want to blame Rude for a lot of things, but when Rude is a heel, uh, Rude is used to giving his ass whip for a period of time and then maybe slyly 
coming out of it and, and, and stealing a match, right? Um, he's done that for years. And, and I think to your point, Jess, um, he was respected more in WCW. He did better work in WCW because in WWF, it was like, hey, we need you to babysit the Warrior for like a year. Can, can you do that for us? And then can after you that, you're going to be in a feud with the boss man about, about you making comments about his mama. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah. God. You know, Rick Rude is probably some of the most underutilized talent at large levels uh, until he gets to WCW. But the hard part about Rick is when you come from the land of giants and then you're wrestling Sting, it's easy to get caught up in, oh, no, I'm going to bump around. I'm going to do this. Uh, I can. Do, but what, what people and maybe even Rick Rude didn't understand, he eventually, especially when he wrestled Warrior for the title and things like that going back and forth, he got huge. Well, he was a big son of a bitch. Yeah. He should have totally changed his It's also, it's also said, you know, Rude was never going to be a face. He never could be. They did. They, they were no, kind of hinting no at that in WCW for a while there. And um, also... Some guys just are the workers, and some guys will never be workers in the business. They just never will. And like you said, like and like you guys both said with uh, Henning and Perfect, it's like you, you, you believe the hype because hardcores are going to be like, he's a great worker, he's the man, he should be champion. But then when you put sure. Rude in there with Flair, you have to be able to. Work. Hulk could go in there with anybody. And yes, he might tell them you have to dumb your shit down to match me, but that's that's how big Hulk was, not just size stature, but but box office draw. So when you get yeah. in there with him, it's like you have to be you have to be my heel. Can you be my heel? And that's a big question because Hulk was on a national level where people people casuals were following him. So you have to look at Rude, and I love Rude, but you have to look at him and be like, you couldn't be both, could you? Because like the greats no. can be, and and you have to follow that that formula. So people who say ah, if people they could have gone with me just as much as they could have gone with Hulk, and I would have worked out just the same. No, you wouldn't have, Orndorff. Mm, no, you wouldn't no. have Piper. Yeah. No, you wouldn't no. have Rude. No, you wouldn't have Stud. No, no you wouldn't have. You guys don't uh, get it. Like Tito. you don't get it. Like <laughs> you just don't get it. Like, and they might have gotten it later, or they just were so protective of their character. They did get it, but they had to keep kayfabe up. You know, it's like it's just like you don't get it, do you? Like, you might be the most talented person in the universe, but if you're in there with someone that has more appeal than you, but has less talent than you, it would behoove you to lower your standards and match their talent and put them over. That is what business, that's what pro wrestling is all about. That's how you make it work. And unfortunately, Rude versus Flair did, even though we've seen Flair have successful face runs, like against Terry Funk and all that stuff, and those were great matches, but that was against one opponent because Funk was so good. Flair is good too. Funk's amazing, yeah. Flair's good too, and Flair's been a good face, and he's been a good heel. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Flair. I'm just saying in this case... He wasn't the over-dominant flair that Sting is or Hogan is or somebody like that to make Rick Rude work. Like, it wasn't that strong on Flair's part. So now you have a face that kind of is wanting to bump and and kind of wanting to, you know what I mean? Like, you're in, and then you're also in a promotion that is sort of favoring athleticism and not really this. And, you know, it's just, a, it was an odd Oil and water, like matchup. It was just really weird. I, I do wonder. I do wonder, and, and Cuz chime in anytime if if the roles were reversed and Flair was the face here. Could it no? Have Flair was worked? the face here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If if Rude. um 
Oh no, yeah, then yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? No, yeah, that's the only way. No, it I, but, uh, again, maybe because... the, maybe you're actually contributing to the whole oil and water thing. It's like you're right. Yeah, Flair was I the face, see, but maybe you're I'm right. Maybe like, way to make it work. Maybe their styles. Yeah, like maybe you just can't see it. It shouldn't have been. You know, it's just something that should never have been. You know. Hmm. So I don't know. Weird. I always see I, that rude character as a heel, though. So I don't. I, I I don't know if that would have made made much of a difference. You're right, and I, and I think that ultimately Flair is. I kind of see him as a heel all the time, even though he has yeah. he has had good runs as babyface for sure. But like, it's just kind of like, yeah, Flair's always been a heel in my in my mind. Yeah, a Bret Hart and Rude would be better, you know. Two that, heels, that two heels begging off from each other is not really fun to watch. No, no. No, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Nope. Yeah, two heels. What? What? Where's the payoff, and what does the crowd care for it? You know. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. You know? Even though you might label one the face and one the heel, we kind of know what they both were at heart. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, we everyone knows Flair's the heel. Yeah, so it's almost, and you're almost waiting. And if if you ever try to make Rick a face, you you're just waiting for him to turn yeah. back. Yeah, you know. I think I think we're waiting for Seth to turn back, not to get too crazy. I mean, he pretty much is I mean, already. Just, just a matter of fucking. You might as well be. You know? yeah. That's well overdue. So, you know, right. as always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave, Jess, and Cuz with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.